Welcome to the Carrick Wealth Monday Espresso Podcast. It's the 12th of February. Excellent week. Last week we had the S&P 500 in the US hitting a record high, touching over 5,000 points. That was up 1.4%. Even stronger than that, though, was the Nasdaq. The Nasdaq up 2.3%, driven really by the mega cap tech stocks. Nathan, your thoughts about this? Is this too good to be true? So ultimately, what we've seen is the S&P has crossed this 5,000 milestone. But I suppose the real question is why are people or the market fixated on this? It's just an arbitrary number, really. So why not 4,900 or 5,100? So it's more important for me is the reason why. So what's driving the market to these higher levels? Now, the first thing is economic strength. So we do know that the U.S. economy is being quite resilient in the face of higher interest rates. And clearly that's good for companies because those companies are generating profits in a stronger economy. Earnings are also holding up, which is really good for markets. And you can see that between the different performance between the S&P and the NASDAQ, which is tech heavy, because it's those technology companies which have been delivering good earnings and driving the market forward. Yes, let's speak a little bit about earnings. So we spoke last week, Q4 earnings season underway. Last week, we mentioned that it was looking fairly good, less good this week. The proportion of companies that are beating expectations is still around about the average level, but the amount by which they're beating, that's coming in slightly below average. So at the moment, not an awesome picture on earnings, but just about okay. You mentioned the growth picture there in the US. Growth has been strong, but this has been the question on people's lips about that growth. Is the growth too strong for inflation to fall? And that was why the previous week's inflation figure really gave the market pause for thought and why we saw a negative reaction. But for the moment, what we saw last week, revised inflation figures coming in lower than that first report. So that was, again, a slight boost to market sentiment last week. Again, a slight word of warning, though. What we've got with the strength in the markets that we've seen is that the markets now are trading at valuation levels that are looking fairly rich. The S&P now trading at 20 times forward earnings levels. Now that, on the positive side, that indicates confidence in the market, confidence on policymakers, confidence on the banking system, confidence that corporate earnings are sustainable. On the other hand, we've only hit this level twice before, and that was in the bubble period around the turn of the century and in the post-COVID rebound. Yes, interesting comment there, because ultimately that might cause investors to be concerned about the what next piece. But you have to remember that a lot of the performance has been driven by a handful of stocks in the US. And ultimately, those companies are quite profitable. They're world leaders. They've got great technology. So a lot of the share price moves are warranted in that space. And actually, if you look at the Magnificent Seven, one of them is not so magnificent this year. So Tesla, as an example, which is very much at the forefront of electric vehicles, but there is expected to be lower electrical vehicle demand this year. So the share price of that stock is off, but the share price of the other six has been driven by AI. Now, the other important thing to highlight before I move on from this topic is interest rates are expected to fall. So we do expect to see broader participation from the rest of the companies, not only in the US, but globally. So we do think there'll be a change or a rotation as those interest rates come through and there'll be other drivers of the market coming through. Yes, let's take a tour quickly around the rest of the world. Let's start with Europe, where just some reading I did this week, 
indicated that perhaps the first rate cut in Europe might come ahead of the first rate cut in the US. Now we know that we've been speaking about for the last couple of weeks the expectations for rate cuts in the US being pushed out from March to May, perhaps to June. I've seen somebody indicate that perhaps the first rate cut in Europe might come as early as April. Now that on the back of sluggish demand there, but as well as lower energy costs and a continued easing of the supply chain bottlenecks. Yeah, so that's Goldman Sachs basically produced a lot of research and they think that interest rates are going to come early than most people expect. You have seen interest rate cuts expectations being pushed out. So from our perspective, we're expecting to see the US cut rates first in May. And then we think the UK and Europe will follow suit in June. You mentioned the UK. So the interesting point here is that it's becoming clear that for the Tories in the UK, easing fiscal policy, that is a lower tax burden, is going to be central to their re-election ploys. Now that will give a slight upward boost to GDP expectations. Clearly that will be a positive for the market. Yeah, and again, you have to remember around election years, that tends to be the number one tactic of parties to try and win political votes. It's the giveaway to those voters. We should expect to see the same in the US. So that rhetoric ramping up as we move towards those elections. And then finally, let's just chat about China. China continuing to spiral a little bit lower and lower. Mutual fund allocations, so professional investors, their allocations to China are at a 10-year low. So at about 5.5% of global portfolios. The indication there is that those investors believing that the policy measures that China has been putting through are really too little too late. On the other hand, Nathan, I know you've got a positive take on this. Yeah, so I agree. Too little too late. We do expect to see more stimulus coming through from China. And clearly it is quite unloved at the moment. And that's a nice contrarian indicator. So it's an area that we're watching quite closely the market is closed this week for Chinese New Year, but it'd be a nice time for the government actually to step up that stimulus. As you say, China closed this week, but what are we looking for elsewhere this week? There's actually quite a lot of data coming out this week. We've got inflation data in the UK, which a lot of people will be focused on. We've actually got GDP data too. So is the UK in a technical recession or not? So economic growth is likely to be quite subdued, call it around 0.1% or minus 0.1%. We have retail sales as well in the UK. I mentioned Chinese New Year, so the market is closed. We've got inflation data in the US as well, but company earnings. So the likes of Coca-Cola, Cisco, John Deere, porting earnings this week. Lots going on, lots to talk about, and we look forward to bringing you all that next week. 